hail does damage, and in some instances, a lot of damage. We have hail stories that I have covered on this podcast that have accounted for some of the most expensive weather events in Canadian history. But in Texas, they do hail bigger than anyone. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. We've heard it all before. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the hailstones, especially the ones that fell this day in weather history. Violent storms that strike late at night are terrifying. You're asleep, so you may never see or hear it coming. On March 28th of 2000, it was during the evening hours when a powerful F3 tornado struck downtown Fort Worth, Texas, causing major and in some cases irreparable damage to several buildings and high-rises and claimed the lives of two people. This tornado was part of a much larger severe weather outbreak that wreaked havoc with widespread storms that stretch across Texas and Oklahoma in late March. This is a textbook setup where we have the warm sector of a low drawing in the much warmer and wetter air mass dug up from the Gulf of Mexico. What drives it is the fiercely colder and drier air mass pushing it along and that temp gradient is extreme. That would explain such a massive area in the atmosphere that was cold enough for hail to be produced to a gigantic size and then when it eventually reached the surface it was still gigantic. The hail was also deadly. Aside from the two deaths caused by the tornado, Jose Carlos Aceguera was killed in North Fort Worth after he was cut down by a hailstone the size of a Major League Baseball. Now I want to hang on to that point for a moment, because according to the National Severe Storms Laboratory, the NSSL, a baseball-sized hailstone falls at a speed comparable to an actual baseball being thrown from a Major League pitcher near 100 miles per hour. This is where the irony comes in. You see, one of the most famous pitchers in all of Major League Baseball's history is the Ryan Express, Nolan Ryan, who is from Texas. Through his playing career, he played for both teams in the Lone Star State, the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. He was unhittable because during his time, he was the only pitcher to be able to hit that 100 mile per hour mark on the radar gun. This was the first hail-related fatality in the United States since 1979. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective, and oftentimes they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Jose Carlos Aceguera was only 19 years old when he died in this storm. He was struck by a massive Major League Baseball-sized hailstone that crushed his temple while he was rushing around in the melee to try and move his vehicle to a safer place in the parking lot of the pizzeria where he worked. If there is a bright spot in this truly sad tragedy, it is that Jose was an organ donor and his kidney went on to save the life of another man who still remembers what this boy must have suffered in order that he may live on. That in itself is a topic for another podcast. As for the storm, it was literally on the radar of everyone charting it. The tornado outbreak was well forecast by both computer forecast models and the National Weather Service, so they knew to expect severe weather. But the eventual center of activity, North Texas, 
that was not a foregone conclusion until this day in weather history when the conditions favorable for tornadic development quickly began to take shape. It then blew up and the storm raised Cain. But still, consider that reported deaths from hail in the United States are relatively rare. Before 2000, there were only two other reports of deaths in the U.S. in the last 100 years. There was one in Fort Collins, Colorado in 1979 and another in Lubbock, Texas. You better go back to 1930 for that one. But this came at the expense of a young man who had a very bright future. But instead, as fate would have it, he made way for another life to be prolonged thanks to a series of unfortunate events that unfolded this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to, and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is March 29th, and you're going to want to buckle up, kids, because I have another wintertime airline crash story on this podcast. Let's talk about Air Canada Flight 624 that touched down more than 300 meters short of a Halifax runway. It's like a fadeaway jump shot in basketball that doesn't even hit the front rim. We'll tip it off tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.